Welcome to the Steady Support Group podcast, where we discuss all things steady, stranger things, and fandom. Each episode, we have a different topic, fresh new guests, and a whole lot of fun. So sit back, put your Walkman on high, and enjoy. At the Study Support Podcast, we will continue to support SAG After and their strike by not discussing the show, and we can't wait to see the results of their vote on December 5th. Welcome to this week's episode of the Study Support Podcast. Today we're talking about the Study Big Bang. If you're unfamiliar with it, posting runs from October 1st all the way to January 15th. So some of your favorite authors might have been MIA for a while, and this is probably what they've been working on. Today we have five total guests, me and Katie, our co-hosts for this episode, and we'll are all participating in the Big Bang in different ways. And we've been working on it for months. Mm-hmm. So this episode is about us talking about the Big Bang, hopefully filling you in if you don't know what it is, and us talking about our experience participating in it. I'm Katie. I am an artist in the Big Bang. And so my question for you guys is, what roles are you filling in the Bang Bang? And what are your names? (laughs) Hi, I'm Mano, aka T4T Eddie Munson on Twitter, if you want to stalk me. And I've been an author (laughs) in this Big Bang. Hey, I'm Bird. I am an author in the Big Bang, and I'm also a beta reader. Hi, I'm Chris, aka at KWills91 on Twitter, and I am taking part in the Steady Big Bang as a writer. And I'm Sarah, one of the co-hosts for this week, and I am taking place as a artist, as a podfic artist, not visual artist, and also as a beta reader. To kind of start off our episode, I was hoping that we could explain to listeners who have no idea how Big Bang works, if we could each kind of take a step of process and kind of break it down so that we can just explain how it's looked from the back end, because from the front end, there's just going to be tons of new fix and art and stuff happening over this like three month time span. But there's been a lot of things happening in the background. So I'd love to just kind of explain it for everybody. Right. So approximately 13.8 billion years ago, the universe began <laughs> as a tiny dense fireball and exploded. And that's what we all know as the Big Bang. But don't worry. Oh, that's I'm glad you made the joke. Yes, thank you. I've been I've been sitting on that one. I've been thinking about that one for a while. But uh, yeah, no, don't don't worry. We're here to talk about fandom. We're not here for the science. So actually, a big bang, if you don't know, is usually a collaboration between authors and artists within fandom who both work together. Usually, it kind of starts with people who decide that they want to organize a big bang, and they post on social media, "Hey." We're organizing a big bang. Here's an FAQ about what we want from our authors, about like word count and what we want from our artists, like what kind of forms of art we would like to see in the bang. So that could be anything from visual art to, as Sarah mentioned, pot fix. There are people who do graphics, like a mood board, and some do playlists. And for writers, they're usually the first ones to sign up. So they get a sign up date and sign ups are open depending on the the big bang between like a week to up to a month. And they sign up, they usually fill out a Google form in which they say as what they sign up as an author, beta reader or an artist. And then if they have a vague idea already or not, you don't have to have an idea if you start with a bang. Some people do, some don't. And then how to contact you usually. And then 
you've signed up, you're in the bang. For this bang, I think it was kind of nice that there was a Discord server, so you can kind of be part of the community, you can get updates, you can chat directly to the organizers of the bang. And then essentially, you just start writing. You get your nice little schedule where your check-ins are in, where you have to tell the mods how much progress you've made, if you by now have an idea, if you have a word count or not. And then at some point, usually between check-in one or two, I think it was this time, you have to get claimed by an artist. So you essentially have to do an elevator pitch of the figure writing and be like, please, pretty, 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 please do art for me. And usually for that, you just write down a list of tags, the same that you would find on AO3. You write a little summary and you hand in a couple of excerpts. I think for this one, it was three pages maximum that you can could hand in. Then the mods take all that, put it into a huge, massive PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. I think we had, what, over 200, almost 300 figs? 300. It's mm-hmm. insane. Like... Yeah, this is like, I think the sixth Big Bang I've been part of. And this is like the biggest I've ever been in. But yeah, so everything gets made anonymous so that the artists ideally don't know who the author is because the idea is that you usually work with someone you've never worked with before. Then you also get like a little team number and then all of that, you know, elevator pitch PowerPoint presentation gets handed over to the artists and they can choose and you as... A writer are in for the most stressful weekend of <laughs> your life like it's just gonna be like listen big banks are fun and i encourage everyone to do it but the claiming weekend from a writer's point of view is the biggest stress you'll ever have you'll question everything you'll hold hands <laughs> with your fellow writers you cross <laughs> your fingers your toes you try not to cry you sit there you try to remain calm you wonder have i ever done the right thing what if no one likes us no matter how much people tell you that you're fake is amazing and then you get an email you get claimed um so yeah also there are usually a couple of rounds like i've never been part of a big bang where a fake didn't get claimed statistically speaking there's usually more writers than artists so if you are part of a big bang and your fake does not get claimed in the first round don't think too much about it it probably says nothing about your fake it's just in the end it's numbers baby uh, we're all here creatively so i don't know about you i hate numbers don't really give a damn about them so yeah I think that's kind of the first steps with the how to sign up for one and how you get claimed from a writer's point of view but you know there's the other side of the coin about how artists get into this so Katie why don't you give us a little insight into that so we jump in for claims basically I'm trying to think there's not really anything before that if I remember correctly but right before claims time we get to go through all the snippets and pick out what sounds interesting to us. And then we had the fun stress of claiming, which was, it felt like a free for all. <laughs> really does. Everyone was uh, looking at the document. It felt kind of like cheerleading signups or something or like tryouts and you're like outside waiting for like the little scoreboard to see if you made it on the team or not. <laughs> but you go into like the document, you quickly like, once you've picked out yours, you put what like number fic down you wanted and everything. That was the claim side of things. And since then, we have been talking with our art- or our uh, writers, and a lot of mine have been on Discord, which has been super helpful because some of them have set up like a whole server. I'm on three different fix. And some of them have set up a whole server with like 
you know, like uh, certain channels are like for chatting and like another one letting us know when there's like, they've written a chunk. Another one was like, someone did like their own uh, playlist. And then there's been like Pinterest boards for mood inspo. It's been really cool. So keeping in touch with everyone and like giving little sketches and like ideas and working together. And yeah. I love when they do the discords. So then after claims process happens, uh, we move into check-ins, which is like a multiple step process. The bang mods will reach out after the claims process, connecting the teammates together and making those teams. And then that just gets the ball rolling for you to communicate. Then there are stated check-in dates that have certain requirements, depending on which check-in that you're working with. For this bang, we had two. I think originally we were supposed to have three. And then when schedules changed and like the different rules and protocols shifted, it moved to two. We had our first one in July, which was one month after claims. Then about two months after that first check-in, we had our second, which is actually happening this weekend at the time of this recording. We are having our second team check-in. And that is for 75% of the writing draft and 50% artist check-in. Then you have posting claims, which is basically an opportunity for teams to agree on a date uh, to post during the posting stage, which, as Sarah said, it in this case runs from October right through to January. So, Because there's so many people taking part. I think originally it was actually only supposed to be one month mm-hmm. uh, for one the posting. Month. Yeah. Um, and now it's two and a half, three and a half. Now it's three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are hundreds. Because there's three. Um, so yeah, three posting every day, right? That's how they break it down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this big bang, the date's pretty flexible in terms of what's expected on the date. So you can either post from the beginning of the posting period. The official posting period is the 1st of November, I think, and there's an early posting period in October that people could choose. So you can post it if it's not in the early posting period, any date from the 1st of November to finish on your date. You can post the whole thing on your date or you can start posting on your chosen date. Art has to be posted on the date. So, yeah, basically you agree a date that you think would be suitable to work towards. My case I chose a date that's actually relevant to my fic because the fic takes place around the time of the bang posting dates, which was actually not planned. And I only realized it right before the posting claim opened. Um, and yeah, they have, like like Sarah said, there's three fics um, to each date. So they could pick it. Otherwise, it's a first come, first serve basis. So I agreed with my artist a date that would work for both of us to make sure that they were able to complete their art on time for that and then submitted the claim. Okay, and so finally for posting, I'm a lone outlier. Uh, as the pod figure, I technically don't have to post mine until the very last day, January 15th. They give pod figures a little bit longer of time because realistically, we won't have had a completed draft, most likely for as long as we need it for to record the audio. So we do have a little bit of a like a buffer compared to everybody else. All right. My question for the authors is, did you have an idea when you signed up or did you come up with one after the fact? I had multiple ideas. I think that was kind of the issue. I think I had like three ideas and I kept 
going back and forth between them and I just couldn't decide. I think until the first, like two weeks before the first check-in when we had to already have a certain number of words. I don't remember how many, but we had to have stuff written. And I was like, I need to decide like now and get writing. <laughs> so yeah, no, I the problem was not a lack of ideas, but an abundance and making <laughs> a choice which i can't even decide what to have to for dinner how am i meant to make such an important decision <laughs> what to make, right? so it, yeah exactly that's so it, real it it yeah it took me it it yeah it was it was a struggle but i got girl there. dinner is girl dinner an option for <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah, um, yeah girl, girl dinner is always the mm-hmm. option <laughs> next fix is gonna be girl Perfect. dinner to be fair if it. you if you read it in the evening what is what is an AO3 fake? What is a steady fake? But girl dinner. Mm-hmm. It satisfies your needs. It's yeah, no, it's and I do constantly talk about how tasty fakes are and that I need to bite them on my phone. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's uh girl dinner. Girl yeah. dinner. <laughs> it's got the meats, it's got the cheese, we're good to go. Girl dinner. So I I also had a cornucopia of ideas and I had to narrow it down and if I didn't have my steady fandom buddies I probably wouldn't have picked before claims so that helped a lot and I narrowed it down I would say maybe a month before claims process and I still have those ideas in the back burner for next time or like for future projects and I'm really excited about those too but I narrowed it down to the one like right before we did the claims process for sure. I actually had a very specific idea when I signed up. I signed up with one thing in mind and I started writing it straight away. And I've talked about this before. I then had <laughs> a, a flush of inspiration as I was going to bed one night and I was like, I'll write it down so I don't forget this idea. And then the next day I was like, I'm so obsessed with this idea. And I started plotting it to put it aside and carry on with my bang fic. And then I just didn't put it aside. And I started writing it, and the lovely bird was like, hey, you could use this for your bank pick. And I was like, hey, that's a really good idea. And then I finished writing it in a month, and I was like, I can't sit on this. <laughs> and then, instead of going back to my original idea, I came up with a whole new idea. So, which was much more convoluted and time-consuming than my original idea. My original idea would have been about 50,000, 60,000 words. This is mm. shaping up to be about 130,000 words. <laughs> incredible so in a nutshell we are all too creative with too many ideas on our hands and hands and many more bags to come (laughs) yeah and i like to make things difficult for myself because i've as we've established the steady moral masochists i'm one of them (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. And we've collected enablers that have helped us yes. mm-hmm. like just keep yeah. it going, which is mm-hmm. beautiful and chaotic, yeah, and I love true. it. Okay, so now my next question is for everybody. Have you guys been pacing yourselves? I know we have to have the check-ins, so you have to have a certain amount done, but are you pacing yourself as you get to the check-in, or are you a procrastinator? Like, what's your style for the Big Bang? I feel like I went through all five stages of grief. <laughs> oh my god, mood. Um, with the way I approached this bang. Like I've 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 been there. I've been buying out words super fast. I've been procrastinating. So as I said, I picked that idea like very late also because I was before the bang, when the bang sign up was happening, I was still writing the last two chapters of I know I've kissed you before can I try oh, yes. again? And I was like, I'll finish those. And that was a huge fake. And I was like, I'll just do a s- small 
tiny fact that was also in the end the reason why I decided to go with my idea because in my mind I was like we can't keep this short so the minimum word count that you have to have for this big bang is 10k and I was like okay I can do 15 or 20k that's my goal and um, yeah it's it's gonna be like 40k by now which um <laughs> we all are coming let's be real let's be real we all knew it was gonna be this big shocks um, absolutely nobody <laughs> yeah but so when I first started writing it I was in that I've just finished a big project slump so I was it was like pulling teeth in the beginning for me and I was like really not catching forward I also started writing another fake on the side and then I just sat myself down it was like I have to write this and then I, I don't know what happened. It was just a switch magically flipped and I got super into it. I got super obsessed with it. And then I had obviously weekends where I had more time where I just banged it, like a lot of words out. And then there, you know, was also weeks where I was busy and or weeks where I've just done no writing because the hellscape that is capitalism keeps me from doing what I'm passionate about. Um, so, yeah, it's been, as I said, five stages of grief. Big roller coaster uh, at the moment. I am trying to. I'm. I'm like the, the same way Eddie is crawling through the trenches to get that 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 diploma. I'm crawling through the trenches to get my bang fake finished. Hey, pacing yourself. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I am five thousand percent a procrastinator. It's how I operate on every level of my life. I say. <laughs> so this week is when I started. <laughs> In my <laughs> I have been reading three fix and working on commissions, but it's lunchtime and I work best under pressure, so I'm putting out some really good stuff. So I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I'm sorry to stress out my writers. How do you get anything done without anxiety? Exactly. <laughs> it is the fuel to my fire. And sorry to stress out my writers if they were stressed. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna get good stuff in my also defense i've heard that procrastinators are perfectionists so that's our cross to bear so i i do both i'm it's coming in waves for me sometimes the motivation like struck and i crank out more than i expect sooner than i expect uh the writing part came super easy and my process is to just like get it all out on the page just like slap it on there and then editing comes <laughs> and that's like been the biggest issue for me is that that's what I've been procrastinating on so the words the word count the story the plotting I'm on it I've got it I did that ahead of the game every time we had check-in I was above average on percentages I was like yeah but now I have to edit the entire thing <laughs> oh no whoops so that's kind of where I'm at uh, so motivated and like super ambitious on certain aspects of it and then procrastinating on other aspects of it and then giving myself anxiety about that and then talking <laughs> to my beta reader and be like, what if I just, you know, control A and delete all of it? Like, that would be fine, right? And she's like, I will absolutely copy and save this and you are not allowed to do that. Okay, I'm so sorry. Uh, so, you know, it's just the whole thing. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Coming in waves procrastinating, motivated. It's just riding the waves as they come and then just seeing what I can churn out with the motivation when it shows up. Yeah, I'm like bird in that aspect. Um, all or nothing kind of thing. I'm either <laughs> out there typing until my fingers bleed or I'm like sitting, doing other things, going, oh, I should really be working on that, but I can't be bothered. And also 
that's really evident in the fact that I didn't even finish planning it before I started writing it. I got so far, and then I was like, ah, I'm just going to start writing it now. And now I'm left to the last chapter with, with no idea. I mean, I have ideas, obviously. <laughs> but they're not written down like the rest of it was. <laughs> I feel that so much. I think in the outline I sent to my artist, I was like, and at this part, they might kiss or they might not kiss. I don't know. They've not told me yet what they've gotten up to then. I don't know when we get there. So Yes, I did. I was like, and then this big thing happens, and I don't quite know how it's going to happen yet, but it is going to happen there. The big thing that bangs. The big, yeah, the big thing that bangs. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, yeah, for the, sure. The big climax of the. Oh. <laughs> I think it's all leading to. Mm-hmm. Loads of banging, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I love banging it. Banging and climaxing all over the place. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Oh gosh. So for me, my process will probably all be a rush because I won't get my finished like draft until close to the end. I'm hoping maybe that for my, the chaptered fic that I'm a part of that as they complete chapters, I can kind of start and then like have the chapters ready to go. We'll see it. I don't have as much control over (laughs) how much time I get. So if I get Mm -hmm. to be like rushed or not, it's it's kind of out of my control. To the artists and betas, how many fix did you choose and why? What factored into the decision making? Word count, subject matter, imagery? So I I think I initially was only gonna pick one and then I decided to get overzealous and bite off more than I could chew. And Because they all, there's so many that sounded so good. I was like, how can I only pick one? I was like, I can do this. This is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> For picking my fix, from an artist's vision on this, I wanted to pick fix that, like, not necessarily what I would, you know, read in my everyday life, but what I would be interested in drawing. So, like, the more exciting kind of things. Like, one um, that I picked is, like, Steve's a Lumberjack. <laughs> Yes. He's like, Amazing. having a lumberjack mm. moment, I should say. He's they're in a cabin, they're like in a log cabin, and Eddie's recuperating after the whole Vecna ordeal. So like Steve's hairy chest out chopping wood was definitely a driving <laughs> that one. <laughs> the the cat that. You needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another one was like Steve's like going to different like dimensions and timelines and stuff. So there's like a lot of little a pirate one there is a, a coffee shop one and i was like there's all these cute scenarios to draw them in so i want to do that one all in the same fic that kind of sounds amazing <laughs> incredible mm-hmm. yeah i'm like soon to do like one page that's like little blips of compilations Ooh. of like each little scene like one chaotic oh, picture yeah, that's gonna be so fun delicious I can't wait. they gave us 10 snippets of like 10 different areas that steve travels to and i picked five and then the Thankfully, there's another artist on that one. They picked five. Amazing. Amazing. And then my last one is Eddie goes west after the whole Vecna thing and ends up like on a farm with Wayne. And there's all these pretty flowers. And then (laughs) they make out in the flowers and then do other things. (laughs) And I was like, I want to draw the boys in the flowers. It sounds so beautiful. So... Those were my driving factors on what I decided and yeah, why. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I picked two, but it didn't happen all at once. 
as far as the beta reading process goes, there is a claims for betas as well. I did not participate in that. I was a part of both of the stories that I was a beta reader for completely unconventionally. So I joined this bang as a beta uh, unconventionally with the first one because a friend had asked me to beta for her project and I signed on that way. So I didn't really pick in the conventional way. Like you could, with like with artists, they were able to like pick in the same claims process. Betas had the same option, but it was kind of like under the table, like, <laughs> of like, Oh, Hey, do you want to, do you want a beta read for me? And I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, and it, it was, it was that way. Like it, I was intrigued by the concept. Uh, the idea was really creative and really exciting. And I know they're writing and they're excellent. Like they're a really creative and genius writer. So I signed on the word count was manageable and it worked. And then the second fic that I came on for, I found out from a friend who was an artist for it, who is the co-host of the podcast <laughs> episode right now. <laughs> I was like, you know, that fic I'm an artist for that. I told you the concept of, and you're like, Oh my God, that's delicious. And I love it. And that's so exciting. Uh, the beta dropped out. Like, would you be interested? And I was like, I could maybe do that. Like, roller derby au uh yes please like give <laughs> and i saw that it was a one shot and it was like 15 to 20k i'm like that's manageable i can knock that out that's fine so i was able to email them and basically like let them know how i work as a beta which is kind of like how beta claims worked was like if you were looking for a cheerleader or if you were looking for spelling and grammar help and i'm more of like a cheerleader flow plotting type of beta so that's kind of what I had to offer and that's what they were looking for so it was like an easy fit and it worked out really really good but yeah so I took on two projects and the word count and the topics definitely made a difference so I had circus AU where Steve was an Olympic gymnast who decides to run away to the circus which was incredible <laughs> uh, how do you not like want to read that and then roller derby AU which is incredible yeah, so I did the for the artist picking when you get the biggest PowerPoint slide deck of your whole life and you have to read through them. It's very overwhelming. Um, oh my god! So they mm -hmm. put the like key tags in and they break them down by subcategories. So like, and then they like color code the slides too for if there's like a happy ending or not. So it's like automatically. None of the ambiguous or no happy endings. I was like, I'm not signing up for those. No, thank mm -hmm. you. So I didn't even look at yep. those slides. Then I started looking. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it. There's some for three. Yeah. So true. Though, I did the yeah. Same thing. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want the sads. You're all masochists, but only to a certain exactly. level. And that level stops when boundaries. the ending is not happy, but ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we safe word. That's where we exactly. exit. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. So I didn't even look at this. Sorry to anyone who wrote one. I'm sure it's lovely. It's just not for me. <laughs> then I started looking through the tags and was like looking for things that I was interested in. So then based on the tags, I read the excerpts because everyone had to submit a couple of page excerpt. And so I like kept a little, go <laughs> a little Google Doc or a spreadsheet where I'm like putting the ones that I'm interested in and like what the main tags are and like what their number is. And I'm like keeping track of everything. <laughs> and so I'm like, I read a bunch of the excerpts and the excerpts 
are of like all the ones that sounded interesting, right? Based on the tags. Then the excerpt based on like the flow of how it is, because I'm the person that's going to be like narrating it. So the flow really matters to me. And I also like, I do Steve POV podfix also, but I really prefer Eddie POV podfix. So making sure that, you know, if it's Eddie POV, like, is, does the characterization feel right in my mind? Is the flow good? Like, is it one that will match with the way that I do podfix, right? Because everyone does them differently. So just had to make sure that it matches. And then the first one that I picked is just because I'm, I don't know, the president of this Dad Steve fan club, Dilf Steve fan club. <laughs> uh, so my first choice was the uh, Dilf Steve pick uh, because I can't not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a modern AU with Steve as a dad and Eddie's a hairdresser. It's great. Amazing. It's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. And then my, I did pick a second one, and that was the Roller Derby AU because I love Roller Derby. And so I was, like, really excited that uh, I got to pick that one for my second choice for the second round. And that one's short, so I was like, I can add a short one just because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> for sure 15k i can add that one that one won't take me any time because then that pick is like less than an hour so like easy peasy i can do this so yeah that's kind of how i picked those two and then i'm betaing for chris and i did that because i baited their mountain man fit <laughs> yep <laughs> which is the one that was originally your big bang idea and i baited that and then yeah, you needed a beta, and so I was like, "I'll do it if you still want me to." Amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I love that because getting early access to the epics that you write is always exciting. So, and my my style of betaing is definitely grammar. I'm do that. I also cheerlead, and also trying to help you uh, if there's any like weird American things that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't make sense in America, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the beta dream. Like I feel like as a non-native speaker or European, you just you just sometimes need an American to look over, it and then yeah. you gasp in horror, and they're like, "What? Okay, sure." <laughs> yeah, like I don't it's know so how to hard, read this, but Okay, let's go for it. It's so hard as an American beta to do that. Like I. I have written like for other fandoms where we had Brit pickers. So mm-hmm. like when we needed to like switch from like American style to like British style, it's so hard as an American beta working with European. I don't change any of Chris' spelling suggestions. I leave those. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, because I know you like to write in British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like our words for things aren't as pretty. So like I, I I cringe every time I had to suggest like I like what you wrote. It's so much better. It's so much prettier. But like we don't say that in America. I'm so sorry. I wish we did. You know how infuriating it is that you Americans don't say you fancy someone because I feel like <laughs> Steve saying oh like it's Eddie saying oh I fancy Steve that would be just so them and it's just yeah. it upsets mm-hmm. me so much that you don't use fancy in that way. 
the worst swap I had to suggest was the writer said that the outfit was a smart suit. And I'm like, oh, I love that. That's worded so good. Mm -hmm. We don't word it that way. We would say sharp. And Mm -hmm. I just, I would much rather say smart than sharp. And I hated suggesting that. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I let, let me apologize on behalf of all Americans and Hoosiers <laughs> everywhere, but I wish, I wish it was different. Yeah. I do love um, that. I can be like, cause I think in one part, Chris, in your story, you're like, they have to stop somewhere in between Indiana and New York. Where yeah. they stop? And I'm like, Ooh, I have ideas. Cause I'm like, I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly where they would stop. Cause I've made that drive before. Uh-huh. Stranger Things fandom, where living in Indiana has a <laughs> Like, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, I was like, fantastic. Thank you. The Midwesterners have your back. Yes. Okay. I think let's go ahead and pause for a sponsor break, and then we'll be back to chat more in just a second. This episode is brought to you by the fireball that kicked off the Big Bang. Without it, we wouldn't have the universe. And if we didn't have the universe, we wouldn't have fandom. Thanks to our sponsors for making this episode possible. Uh, now that we're back from that short break, I wanted to talk to Birdie since it's just a beta's question. Sorry, everybody else. What does uh. your... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, we're important too. Yes, you are. And I love you very much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please continue. What does your beta processing look like? Are you like, how collaborative are you? In the dock, basically, you know. I love that thing that's like, um, isn't there like a meme that's like, you're in their DMs, I'm in their Google Doc? (laughs) Yes, we're not the same. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I think it just depends, right? So I had two different experiences on the beta end with that because I had two projects. So it really just depends on the writer I'm working with. And that's anytime I beta read, right? Because I joined this bang as a beta in an unconventional way, we kind of already had a communication style already. So we didn't have to like learn each other, which was helpful because we were friends before this. So that was really helpful. We were pretty collaborative. So it was mainly for like flow and like checking simple comma grammar mistakes and things like that. We collaborated quite a bit and this was a multi-chapter fix. So as each chapter came out, I would read through it and we would do editing together. And then for the second project I signed on to, that was midway and we hadn't communicated at all. So when I had emailed them, I had introduced myself and I kind of told them that I'm mainly a flow continuity and cheerleading beta, which I kind of mentioned before. And they said that worked for them. So we would collaborate every so often. And since it's a shorter fic and it's a one shot, We haven't really had a lot of communication, but every communication piece we have had has been really good. It's just been less collaborative and more just like little snippets here and there. The only thing I wanted to kind of like touch on really briefly is that I unfortunately had to drop out as a beta reader for the fic that I signed on with with my friend because juggling writing my own fic and then a lot of word count things had changed with that fic that it was just and some real life things that kind of taken a toll that I, out of respect for her and her art and her craft to give her enough time to find a beta reader that was a better fit and better for time management wise, I had to really like grapple with that for a while because it was just like a really hard decision because I didn't want to like 
drop out as their beta. Like I loved the project. I loved them as a writer. And I knew that if I would have stayed on, I wasn't really doing them any service. Like I was not giving them what they needed as far as like a good collaborative partner in beta reading. And I was worried I was going to drop out altogether and kind of let down myself and my writing process and my artists and the second beta project I had taken on. So I had to give them enough time to find a new one. And it actually worked out for the best. They found a beta that was a better fit for their project and it worked out perfect. It's a really hard decision to make. And these kinds of projects and these kinds of collaborative efforts, like it's so collaborative and there's so many moving parts that it's like very important just to have clear communication and kind of like really sit with yourself and be like, what can I take on? And I had to recognize I just took on too much and like how I could move forward on that in a way that served everyone in like the best possible way, but it's not easy. And I would have much rather have done it that way than dropped out last minute and left anyone in a lurch. That would have been the worst thing on my conscience, you know? So that's something that I definitely wanted to talk about as well, because it's part of it. That's part of the bang process is like some people drop out. Oh yeah. It happens all the time. Katie, we get the emails where an artist dropped. We get them Mm -hmm. like one or two a week almost. Jesus. Saying this fic got their artist dropped. Who wants to pick it up? So Mm -hmm. we get, I think the most I got one was three. Yeah. So we get them all the time Mm -hmm. that people are dropping out and that's fine. That's, that's a part of this. I think, you know, everyone signs up, but the time frame for it is so long because we signed up in June. Yeah. Months and months and months ago. Because I was on the trip. It was like on the, we got the like snippets and stuff on the artist side of things in June because I was on, I was in Philly. Yeah. We signed up before that. April. Yeah. I oh, remember yeah, yeah, April. Yeah. I yeah. to do it mm-hmm. months and months ago. And then, yeah, I was also on, I was on vacation. And I had to submit our- yeah. <laughs> I was going to meet Joseph Quinn. We were was like, no timing. <laughs> All the checkpoints happened at like really major, like yeah. things. Like, yeah, I, I can like, I can think about my life in, in terms of like check of checkpoints <laughs> on the bank. Like, Oh, artist checkpoint. I was at the cure concert. Oh, when we signed up, I was at C2E2. Like, oh, like I have like all of those things in my head. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're doing something collaborative and especially with this many people and this many moving parts, there's definitely going to be yeah. people that like quit. And especially while we're, we're on like a structured timetable. I think if you're doing something collaborative sure. on your own and someone needs more time, there's more flexibility. But this has kind of like a rigid schedule, Absolutely. especially now as we're getting down to the end. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Didn't we also lose like mods in the thing? Aren't there like just uh, two people yeah. running this humongous show yeah. right now? I think originally yeah. it was maybe three or two, and I think now it's just one person. Like I think it's just oh, one mod, geez. which is wild because there's so many of us, up to four hundred. Yeah. I would, I think. Yeah. At, least at the start. Hey, mod, kudos. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Incredible work. You did amazing. You're a beast. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of work. A lot. We of work. appreciate you. You're a beast. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I've only betaed for like randomly on our server when someone's like, hey, look at this really quick before I post it. And then I did Chris's Mountain Man fic. And so then I was like, oh, I'd love to do your longer one again, too. Um, And then I did one other. I did a a, when Apple Dagger wrote their Christmas fic. I betaed for them, too. So I haven't done a 
ton of beta reading. I know Bird has been doing it for a really long time, so you're much more experienced than me. I definitely am here for the grammar. I'm here for the cheerleading and the reactions. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> oh, cheerleading is my favorite thing to do. I could cheerlead mm-hmm. all day. It's my favorite. And to be fair, for most for most writers, that's also the favorite thing. Like it's great yeah. that you correct our grammar and fix our commas and hopefully don't cry because no one knows how to use commas. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's no such joy as like someone putting a crying emoji right next to something or screaming in your comments. So oh, constantly yeah. screaming. Great job you guys are doing. Yeah. It's very important, especially when you don't get any comments and have to finish and pick and one go before you post anything. I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry for hijacking the question. <laughs> My problem is sometimes I get so into reading that I get to the end and I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't put any like cheerleading things in because I was like so absorbed. So then I write like a little paragraph at the end. I'm like, this part was really good. I really loved it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like I'm leaving a comment on AO3. But that's a great marker too. <laughs> but it's just yeah. Like, I think that's, <laughs> I love that because I do that too, where it's like if I find myself enthralled, I then like be like, I go back and like, I love this so much. I left you no comments. Here's why. And then, I'm like, I got distracted. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. So it's fun. I I like the like secretive, like, ooh, I get to know what's happening before everyone else. It's like exciting. And I think that's also a big part of why I like doing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting too, right? So like I was really grappling with the idea of like dropping out as a beta for that for that project. However, the silver lining is both me and that writer, we're both on good terms now because it ended amicably instead of me just ghosting and dropping out and having a breakdown. <laughs> so, so now the silver lining is I get to read it as a fan and I get to read it like there's some things I don't know yet mm-hmm. because I only read the first two chapters and it's a six chapter fic. So there's things I'm like excited to learn about that I don't know oh, yeah. yet. And she's excited for me to read them as a fan and it not be like, yeah work and not be like editing I can just drop in and it feels low pressure and I get to leave comments and kudos and just love on her fully and it's just like a really so it's like the other side of the coin in a really beautiful Mm -hmm. way which is kind of neat I'm just so glad it worked out that way yeah I was thinking the other day I was like Chris I don't know if I actually read Mountain Man like on AO3 I was like, I don't know that I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I did. I don't think I ever checked. I was like, have I given that a kudos and a comment? I was like, I don't know that I have. I was like, I need to rectify that if I haven't. I was like, because I put all my comments in the Google Docs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I do that too. I'll mm-hmm. forget like when people have sent me chapters before they post them and I read them. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then they post it on AO3 and I don't go on. I'm like, shit, like months later, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't do it. I didn't go on there and like it. <laughs> like, oh, God, I totally forgot. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. that, it already came out to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's, the, it's a secret kudos, Shane, when you just have to be there and be like, well, I have. Yeah. Maybe they won't notice. Kudos, because I don't see that. It's been like six months since they published it and I'm only now kudosing it. <laughs> 
it's like the opposite of the you've already got kudos button when you just want to break your phone like that I, I saw it the other day again and just that that smiley just that 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 it's it's no it it fills me with rage <laughs> and anger it's almost patronizing it's like how dare you that smiley face is so condescending it is it's like it's like looking down at you and just go like You've already left kudos, hun. It's like a, it's yeah. like, it's like a Karen voice being yeah. like, um, it's a bless your heart. Me? Can I talk to the manager? It's a yeah, bless your heart. Yeah. Yeah. For the Midwestern crew, it's a bless your heart. Mm-hmm. And the Southerners, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sure. Southerners too, I guess. I mean, yeah, my family's from Kentucky. Bless your heart. So that counts. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, I've now gotten in the habit when I'm not like shame kudosing six months after publishing because I forgot. Um, if I get the you've already left kudos, I will go into the comments and I'm gonna be like, you I, know, this is the sixth time I've read this. I'm leaving kudos. kudos. And at some point, I started to feel creepy because I started to do that with one Rattle and Humphrey, and I think there are four comments now of me just being like, hey, listen to this again. I love it. Here you go. It's so good. Hi, you, know, you know, I've not, I've not gotten a restraining order yet, so I'll, no. I'll continue doing that. Uh, I've already left kudos here, and I'm back again. Yeah, yeah, I do some more. It's all the time, every chapter. <laughs> <laughs> like more kudos, have more kudos, flinging mm-hmm. kudos at you. I'm back for my regularly scheduled uh, comfort fig read, yeah. and I'll be back in two months. And <laughs> yeah. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I think we can add gifts and images now, and I think like. That's no Steve Harrington and the light switch. You like yeah, yeah, that left kudos here. Like, why are we not adding that every time? Yeah. Like, we yeah. should. How we should. delicious. Yes. Yes. The yeah. non skiff. Yeah. Yeah. My my heart <laughs> blood that I made that. I saw that the other day because it's in my faves. And I was like, it's such yeah. a good gift. It's just it's delicious. For, for viewers visually described, picture <laughs> this with me, Steve Harrington. For those of you, the gift we're talking about, lovely, lovely listeners, we'll describe it to you. Yeah, close your eyes. <laughs> so imagine. Steve Harrington working in Scoobs Ahoy in his slutty little sailor shorts. Still not platonic soulmates yet with Robin Buckley. They hate each yeah. other. Like they, they are annoyed at each other. And then boom, the light goes out. Dramatic tension. No one knows what's happening. No one knows how to turn the light back on. You know, almost like before the Big Bang times, there has not yet been a Big Bang that will bring the light. Scoobs Ahoy. So. Imagine it with me. This is a gif of Steve, how he stands at the light switch and flicks it on and off and on and off and off and on and off after Robin says that won't do anything. And Steve is like, watch me, strange girl who I don't know yet. That is my platonic soulmate. I will flick this switch on and off and on and off and on and off. And above that, it says it's a screenshot of the you've already last kudos here. So we've made that gif. It's a gif of Steve Harrington practicing his wrist work. Yeah, we should. We, we might put it on Twitter. Ooh. Who gave him the right? It will be relevant to Eddie later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we might we might put it on Twitter, and then you can download it, and then you yeah. can start leaving it in the comments of your comfort air three mm-hmm. fake that you've already left too many kudos on, and are just waiting for the restraining order. Um, yeah. <laughs> to the studio and to you, Sarah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> incredible thank you for describing that Manon. it was excellent all right gang what's been your favorite part about being in the big bang oh uh, for me as i mentioned i've already been in like i think six big bangs i'm a bang addict if you want to um do you love banging i love i love banging i love every bit about it you can you can read that as you want always be banging but yes i've looked up and i like if i don't do a bang a year 
if I go through a bang dry spell, not fun. So I have I have to bang all the time. Um, so my favorite part about bangs <laughs> is ridiculous. My favorite part about bangs is the community aspect. It's I mean I love the collaboration, but I really love. Especially since nowadays banks are often connected to Discord servers. So I like kind of the communities that build within those servers and the people you meet and just the camaraderie, especially within like writers. You chat a lot about your fit with other writers. And then when claiming happens, as I said, you all sit together, you all hold hands and you all panic. And I think it's just a great way to make friends in fandom. I think we've had that question before, like, how do we best make friends in Phenomen? I think joining public servers like that Big Bang server. Yeah, what I really like is just the kind of community you build and the friends you make during that. I'm still friends with my beta reader and my artist from like a bang I was part in three years ago. And it doesn't always happen that you could become best buddies for life with your teammates, even if you go along well. But you'll definitely, in my experience, leave a bang with a lot more fandom friends and the kind of, yeah, the community that you built during bang projects. It's my favorite part about banging the friendship. You can't bang without friendship. No. I was going to say all the demis out there. Yes. No, I'm I'm demi romantic. I need I need to bang with the friendship. Yep, same. I am a bang virgin. This is my first bang. Mm-hmm. So I should say that I love banging, but I I do now from experience. I didn't know I would love banging, but I am a banger. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's definitely been making friends and getting to know people. I love doing that. The one of the my fic writers ended up being one of my mutuals on Twitter, and that was a wonderful surprise getting to know her more. And I just I love that. It's great bouncing ideas off of each other and getting inspiration and the little group chats. And I'm really also excited to see all the things trickle in and see everybody. Mm-hmm collaborating and lifting each other up and getting excited about everything and how we're just going to be drowned in content and creations and beautiful things <laughs> yeah for sure it's gonna be so good when i was looking at this question i was thinking about it this seems very silly and super hee hee haha uh but the first thing that came to mind was the actor con o'neill for his job was promoting something on the convention circuit right for a show that I something I could talk about if production companies paid their actors and writers. <laughs> At the point of this recording, we're undergoing a strike, but this is what popped into my head. And he was asked what he liked about being a part of that. And his answer was he really liked all the porn fan art that was coming out. And so when I got this question, I'm like, what do you like about the big thing? I'm like, I am really looking forward to all the porn fan art. That we're going to get, like, through words and visual art. Like, how exciting is that? So I'm, like, channeling my inner con O'Neill of that. But the serious answer is that I am, like, in love with the collaboration and community aspect and the camaraderie aspect that this fandom has brought everybody, but also, like, this big bang has brought everybody. And then just going through this process together, because this is also my first bang, And like most things I say and do, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just a little potato. So like, it's just really nice to kind of like have friends to kind of go through it together and learn as we go. It's really neat. Yeah. I don't think I can say anything different from what anybody else has said, really. I 
the amount of new fanfic and art that we're going to get is so exciting. I'm still looking forward to it. And like the, just the sheer variety as well. It's just, mm-hmm. They're all so different. It spans everything. And yeah, the community of it all, like before Steady, fandom was sort of a pretty private thing for me. And uh, there wasn't many people like in real life that I could share it with. And even within fandom, I was sort of stood in the corner being like, I'll just watch from over here, it's fine. So the Big Bang is so huge. Yeah. Um, and there's so many amazing people in it. And being in the middle of it all for once is really exciting. Um, and I feel like something, part of something enormous and lovely and it's wonderful. And that's my softy quote for the month. Hope you all enjoyed. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful <laughs> and heartfelt and so <laughs> lovely. Just like the Big Bang that Manon described yeah. earlier. It's a big, being a part of something bigger than yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it's the universe or just a bunch of really creative fanfic writers and artists, you know? That will produce lots of porn. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Like stars in the sky. So are. Yeah. So is the palm. Yeah. So are all the moles that we're going to see on Steve Harrington and all the porn. Is that why the Milky Way is called Milky Way because of its oh boy. milky substance. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. It has taken a turn. Wow. Wowie zowie. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> we sure, we sure, uh, yeah. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> oh no. Shout out to our parents. Uh. Please don't listen to this. Yeah, my supervisor asked me about this because she was asking about my weekend plans. And I was like, oh, I'm recording a podcast with friends. And she was like, oh, you should send us an episode. And I was like, no, absolutely <laughs> no. not. <laughs> You'll know me in a way we both professionally don't want to know each other. Yeah, you're going to have to get real cool with a lot of stuff before I let you anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay, man. so my favorite part... This is also my first Big Bang, because if you listen to the podcast before, you know this is my first time engaging in fan fiction. So this is my first Big Bang. And my favorite part so far has been, like, I know everyone who's, like, in our friend server. And I've, like, got to know a few other people as, like, mutuals through TikTok and Twitter. But it's getting to know some of the people who are writing the fix that I'm podficking for. So it's been really fun to get to know them. And like once they told us who the authors were, because when the artists pick, it's like a blind process. I knew who everyone in our server was because I knew right what your topic was, right? What you were writing. So we knew everyone was there, but didn't know anybody else's, right? So it's like, and then I get to play like mystery games with myself when I was reading. Ooh, I wonder if this is this person. <laughs> but no, like getting to know everybody has been really fun. So kind of to wrap us up here at the end, I just want to know everybody can like give me a short blurb of your fix that you're a part of and tell us what posting date we can listen to your wonderful, wonderful stories. Sarah is the Madam President of Dilf Steve. I'm just going to go out and claim that I am the person president of Soulmate Fix because it's my favorite trope and I live in that tag and I've already written one and I was like, I'll write another one. So my fic 
as the poets say, which is a quote from the Song of Achilles. It's like the, the full one is my soul and his are the same as the poets say. So that's why I picked it. And it's angsty soulmate one where the words your soulmate says, the moment they realize that they're in love with you appear on your wrist. Because like, I love the words on your wrist. It's like the first thing they say to you, Troy, but I wanted to do something different. I wanted to take a spin off it. And I got really inspired by the scene when Eddie calls after Steve when they leave to kill Wagner. And he goes like, hey, Steve, very big, big pause. And then goes, make him pay. And I was like, what if that would be the moment? And so Steve's words on his wrist say, hey, Steve. So which sucks for Steve, because imagine everyone constantly says hey steve hey steve hey steve and you think it's your soulmate that's, oh uh, my god that's yeah. so steve harrington <laughs> it's so steve yes, harrington exactly right he's so desperate for love and it's just dangled mm-hmm. in front of his face like a carrot and i was like mm-hmm. i can be so mean to you but if you think that that is mean then let me tell you and that's why i kind of leave you off with this that the words on eddie's wrist so the words his soulmate is going to say once they realize they're in love with them are dust and died (laughs) i would also like to add actually that there is no character warnings for major character death or any (laughs) character death so well mic drop there yeah it was not one of those colored no happy endings or ambiguous endings. It has a happy ending. And if this has intrigued you and you want to <laughs> watch me torture Steve and Eddie massively <laughs> with soulmates, um, then you can find that on my AO3 uh, on the 3rd of November. I'm excited for that. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. My first one that's dropping is Among the Wildflowers, and that's going to be on October 18th. That's JJ's pick. I'm really excited about that one. I don't know if we ever decided on an actual number date. I couldn't find anything in our group chat. Maybe my author forgot to mention, but it's um, Love from the Other Side, and that's the one where Steve's going to all the different dimensions, universes, etc. So that's Mm -hmm. vaguely in November. And then uh, December 12th is Fool's Lake, where... Steve's nursing Eddie back to health and decides to sexually chop some lumber. Incredible. Amazing. So for the fic that I'm writing as an author is a modern day AU grumpy sunshine dueling piano bar where Eddie and Steve are rivals to lovers. But Steve comes back to town after living in New York to help out at his family's bar. And the pianist who is on staff at the time is Eddie. And they go through a trying to work together situation. And I'm super excited about it. And yeah, that's going to drop on December 12th. And then the two projects that I mentioned for beta reading, the one that I'm still currently on, is Bruises on Your Thighs, like Fingertips, Roller Derby AU. It's excellent. And that's dropping on December 27th. And then the fic that I was beta reading for, I still want to mention it because it's excellent, is All Eyes on Me in the Center of the Ring. It is a circus AU where I mentioned it earlier, Steve is a past uh, Olympic gymnast, runs away to the circus, where... Eddie is 
becoming a ringleader for the circus. He's inheriting it from mm. his uncle, who was the past ringleader. And they are also trying to learn how to work together. And that drops on October 28th. It's a multi-chapter fic. It's going to be dropping from October 28th until about the first week of December. So those are when you can catch all three of those fics. My project is called I Will Die in the House That I Grew Up In. It's set just after the events of season four, where Eddie obviously survived. But he and Steve aren't really friends. They're sort of like struggling to navigate that. And neither of them really understand why the other one doesn't like them. And then they're sort of trying to prepare for Vecna coming back. And one night at a meeting at Steve's house, a girl shows up claiming to be from the future where Vecna has come back again. (laughs) So Eddie and Nancy move in with Steve and Robin, who are living in Steve's parents' house, to both take care of this girl and to sort of keep an eye and try and figure out what's going on. And Eddie later discovers that she's actually his and Steve's daughter. I'm so excited. And they there's there's more mm-hmm. discoveries as they work together and Toby works with Elle to try and figure out where they went wrong the first time and Steve and Eddie get closer when they're forced to actually speak to each other and spend time together. So there's lots of angst, there's family, there's love, there's time travel. Yeah, and that will be dropping on the 13th of November. Amazing. It's going to be so good. Giggling because Sarah's doing a happy <laughs> dance on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. We're pumped. Everyone's going to love it. It's so good. Okay. My two, obviously, I'm baiting for Christmas sick. And then the two that I'm doing podfix for, the first is called All These Woven Things. And that is the Dilf Steve Thick Hairdresser Eddie. The plot is that Chrissy and Eddie run a hair salon. Steve and Nancy had been married and had a daughter together, but they amicably broke up. We have a romance happening in the current timeline, and Steve wants to learn how to do his daughter's hair better, because all he can do is like a ponytail. And so he goes (laughs) to, Robin suggested that he go to the salon, because they're friends with Chrissy, and someone there could help him. And so Steve comes in, and Eddie gives him like hair lessons, so that he can do his daughter hair better. so cute mm-hmm. adorable. there's also erica's in the fig it's gonna be so great you guys i'm so excited about it everyone should love it and that drops oh, on december 25th so uh christmas merry christmas <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i know what i'm doing that day everybody gets a deal for christmas <laughs> and then the roller derby AU that Bird already mentioned and I talked about before is really great. The plot is generally that Robin decides to go join the roller derby team because she saw the poster and so she wants Steve to go with her. And the first time they go to tryouts, who's on the roller derby team but Nancy, Barb, Chrissy. And who's the coach for the team? Eddie Munson. So we'll just leave that there. We got the whole cast and crew in that thing. So good. We get a barb, oh, yeah. guys. I love when we get a barb. I love yes. when you get a barb. You Bring love back a barb. good barb in the thing. Yeah. Yes, justice More for barb. Barbs. Insert into every fic we possibly can. Yes. Yep. Every fic I've ever read with barb, I love. Mm-hmm. Incredible. 
as a you know as a Buckingham lover I'm always like yeah but I also I feel like like because I also love compat Nancy and I'm like well the solution to that is just have Nancy and Barbie together and then also Buckingham and just have this power lesbian quadruple you know having to watch Eddie and Steve be miserable losers who can't figure out how to be together need all the help Buckingham love it's lesbian queer eye they are the yes. lesbian. You know what? Fake idea. Fake idea. Just drop someone, please, out there. Right here, no, I am. Let's go. I need for the lesbian queer eye. I'm yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Oh my god. Listeners, tell us in the comments who wants to take this. <laughs> yeah, please. Fake for sale. Make it off an area. Someone, someone, write that, please. That's incredible. I want to read the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that you're excited for the Big Bang. And now you know if you want to join a Big Bang in the future, kind of what to expect. So thanks for listening. I'm Katie. I'm Manol. I'm Bird. I'm Chris. I'm Sarah. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We've been Steady Support Group. Find us on Twitter and TikTok at Steady Support and on Tumblr at Steady Support Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, tell all your friends, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.